Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello listeners and welcome to the China Jedi Podcast episode 18. We're recording live from Poifar 68, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake on a Sunday morning, not too late. Situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, nestled between Hong Kong and Macau. I'm your host, Chris J. Bradshaw, as always. And today my co-host is none other than... Ryan Chambers. Well, other none other than not, because Anthony, listeners, is not here again. Unfortunately, he's hurt his back, so he's currently horizontal due to some extreme sport he told me he was doing. So um, <laughs> we wish him all the best, don't we, Ryan? We do. And maybe, uh, hopefully, he'll be in the studio next week. Okay, get well soon. Mr. Benton. Um, great. Well, we've got a really special guest today, um, special especially to us, Ryan yeah. and myself. None other than... Neil Stevens. Neil oh, Stevens. Now, of course, Neil, before you we allow you to talk, um, <laughs> Neil, of course, was in our band when yeah. we first formed the Sunyat Sense. The original SYS. And you've, you were, of course, our, our drummer, but not just a, a normal drummer. You actually... Well, tell everyone what you did. Well, I was in a, a, a djembe drummer, as it is, quite a, a unique instrument to have involved in a, a group. Yeah. I was also with the chauffeur, as well, as far as I recall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's he was the only Chauffeur one. and djembe player. Yes, absolutely. And a uh, biscuit bringer. And a biscuit bringer. <laughs> you yeah. like your biscuits, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do love my biscuits with my team. That's uh, part of the English thing. And <laughs> listeners, uh, Neil today is sitting next to a very nice Remo drum, which I think we, you got in Yangshaw when we had a gig there once, didn't you? I did. Yeah, shout out to my lovely wife for buying me that one. Yes, and for I, your, um, was it birthday? Or Christmas, birthday. It? Yeah, I think Something, birthday. Yeah, birthday. Yeah. Of course, Neil, um, how is the Remo? You, have you played it recently or not? Um, I must admit, I'm not playing it as much as I want to. That's what it's like with lots of hobbies, isn't it? You yeah. don't get as much done as you want to. But yeah. um, myself and uh, Ryan here have talked about the fact he's living in my complex. We're going to go down and entertain uh, so, the public yeah. at one point with a couple of drums. Oh, I'm sure. With, with my sure. barbecue drum. I'm sure they absolutely love that, Neil. <laughs> of course, listeners, we've got a special thing for you today because we're actually going to play an old song coming back to it's like Take That, coming back again, isn't it? It is. Thanks for comparing us to Take That. Well, with your new haircut and the ginger streaks, you could be, couldn't you? Look at, look at your haircut. <laughs> I got to thinking, actually, but I got to thinking, we're going to play a tune today and it's nice to be able to come back and do it. And I got to thinking, it's like, you know, how many years would it be that SYS could actually sort of welcome someone back in? <laughs> yeah, you could be gigging everywhere and you'd be like, would you like to welcome some of the yeah. so many ex-members coming in now? Yeah. Be great. Does there come a point where you're yeah. not allowed to do that? Do I don't know. 
And if you're really old men, they'd be there with this crooked ditch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crooked ditch. You mean this crooked piece of wood? There was an old man, he had a crooked ditch. So you uh, I wonder how many I'll have lost by the time I'm an old man. I, honestly. I've got to, I've got to, I'm going to jump, sorry, we don't want to veer off, but I've got to jump in on that one, our man. Like, <laughs> episode 13, when I listened to him, I was like, he's lost his ditch again. I'm like, come on. How many times we tell him, did you he don't, and he did you he does. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, right, I tell you, as you get older, though, you don't need much wood, do you? No, <laughs> yeah. it's a long time running joke. What you need, I thought about this one, I'm going to solve your problems, man. Yeah. You need 0800, I lost my ditch line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those people over the world losing ditches, that would really work. 0800, did you see it? He'd be in trouble, man. You'd give him a call and he'd be like, uh, I lost my ditch line. Is that you, Del? Yeah, it's Okay, okay, so wonderful. Well, Neil, apart from obviously being a former member of SYS, Sunny That Sends, um, first of all, where you're from? You like biscuits, so that should be obvious. Then, where are you from? From England, sir, same as you. Yes, indeed, and of course, England not being too big, but a little big. Whereabouts in England? No, though? from uh, the Garden of England, as they used to call it, Kent. Well, I was born in Car Shulton, outside of. Uh, they call Kent the Garden of Eden? Garden of England. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not Garden of Eden. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm Adam. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. so, and we always like to ask our guests, you know, what was the story um, that brought you to China? Um, how long have you been here, first of all? And tell the listeners, you know, what, what got you here. It's, uh, it's quite amazing to say, but I'm through seven years now in Zhuhai, as it is. Only all, seven, all, yeah? Always been in Zhuhai, yeah. I'm, I'm still now. on four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite well, understand, because you came... Yours yeah. varies like yeah. eight to nine like, yeah, yeah, you, you chop and change yours. <laughs> Terrible amounts. Terrible. There you go. Yeah. No, it's still coming on eight years now, and it's always been in Zhuhai or whatever, but uh, you guys know my lovely wife, and that's what brought me here. It's mm. simple as that. I met her in England. Doing a PhD, you know. I met her online, folks. I didn't do a PhD of my own. I'm not that smart. But there you go. <laughs> Sorry, you were doing an online PhD? She was doing she was. a PhD, oh, okay. and I met her online mm. on one of the old websites. You, you know? totally crossed over all those... You did get that bit <laughs> muddled up there. You were doing an online PhD. <laughs> the thing is, though, if you're doing a PhD, what's she doing a PhD in? Molecular biology. She you wouldn't have much time for going online looking for potential husbands. She she you wouldn't have much time going out looking well, for potential no. husbands. She's or... So you think going online is probably more likely, yes, than going yeah, out? For sure. Cleverer. Could be. But I mean, I'm, I'm one of those guys who got very lucky. She's a phenomenal woman. I say, I'm not, I'm not here to plug my yeah. wife. But, uh, she, <laughs> well, no plugging, actually. No plugging wives yeah, she, on this one. She, she uh, did something which could be like a book. She went to the UK with a, let me put it this way, 10 grand in the money bill, something like yeah. that. How you flew with that, I never know. That was tucked into her. Yeah. Got on a bus and gave him a £50 note for her first journey to the University Home of Norwich. Little home like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, on a bus, going to Norwich, UEA. And she studied that PhD in, like, you know, Latin language in that scientific books and all that, that even I can't comprehend. At the same time, that woman actually worked enough to pay her course fees. Did hospital cleaning, did Sunday jobs here, just worked every day. Yeah, that's what some Chinese nationals do. A grinder, mate. A grinder. Absolute grinder. Um, and of course, uh, Tianbi, yes, we, we know her very there well. We've been on holiday a few times, haven't we? Up to yeah. Yangshaw for that you festival. Yeah. Christmas. Mama! <laughs> lovely mother, of course. Uh, yeah. Speaks lovely English. Yeah, and uh, mother, yeah. yeah, so um, we should have had Tianbi on, Ryan, really, shouldn't we? 
Yeah, get well, yeah. should've gotten both on. Yeah, another time. Another time maybe. It's always yeah. good to get different perspectives. You, Mom, we can ask her and see if she wants to talk about molecular biology for a Yeah, well we we're, we're game for anything. It's yeah. kind of a difficult subject for the general folk to really get hold of. You know, it's like would have been pretty apt for today's topic though now. I'm sure she would have known her. Oh yes. Well don't let anyone oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, keep yeah, the well, uh, keep the uh, the listeners yeah. kind of yeah. waiting. <laughs> so um okay, so you came to China with your wife, she's obviously from this part then, is she? No, she comes from Nanjing, actually. And Why what it, do you hire? What it was was the fact that when the credit crunch, as it was, yeah. uh, smacked us all over in the UK, her, con- yeah. her contract... Yeah, biscuits were really nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, she lost a contract with the company. She was really like three years and they wouldn't you know, give her a okay. new one. They didn't have the money for the kind of study part she was doing, like the, her projects yeah. anymore, and blah, blah, blah. I was doing my performance poetry and spy yeah, teaching. Yeah, oh, cool, cool. we're just whizzing off it. And Neil, of course, is a poet yeah. and has written your book yeah, been, written yeah. a book which I do have I've read to my son some children's poems absolutely um, yeah. of course you went all over the country didn't you um, that promoting... was yeah. that was a lucky job I had for yeah, about eight years I did a tour to UK performing poetry for children mainly but also for um, you know certain book shows and that yeah. kind of thing and festivals and, and then for old people's homes and blah blah, blah. It's like, yeah. when I was at uni- cool. when I was at University of Liverpool there was a, a wine bar called um, oh, Keith's Wine Bar still there today on Lark Lane and you go there and there was a guy called The Poet and he used to come in I think he was I do think he had a home but probably not a very big one he was kind of you know like a busker and he'd come in and he'd sit down and she'd go would you like me to write a poem for you and of course to get rid of him, generally you would have to say, yes, please. And he'd go outside, come in with his poem, read it to you, then you give him some money. That's a possible there you go. Right, other job in the making there, Neil. Because at the moment... How was the poem? Well, yes. I thought you were going to tell us, like, so, and this so. person was, well, was awesome. And I, I think probably it was a wine bar, um, so maybe he had a bit too much wine. <laughs> um, when, But it does open your creative juices, doesn't it? it, it does yeah. yeah so uh, what do you do now then you're not a poet now yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you're well, not a house husband to finish that question of coming here sorry we, 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 coming plugging we do it all here we've we done the whole lot um yeah when that that happened I, I i ran out of work for that as well the schools weren't bringing me in anymore so it's like okay time to up sticks yeah uh, that's yeah. what we did we decided to said, i'm gonna look around for a new contract somewhere in the world i was like all right go ahead and then it naturally came up, oh, I found a company in China. You know, of course, I can speak the language, she says. And, yeah. and that's what brought us here. It was in Zhuhai, our first company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's what we're here for. Great story. And um, and now, of course, you are... Oh, so I'm not a poet anymore. I'm not doing that. You know, I do write, but I basically... Actually, uh, teaching, as it is, which a lot of foreigners do, don't we? So, yeah, doing teaching at international school. Absolutely. Yeah. Q- QSI. QSI International School in Zhuhai, yeah. We should uh, we should get the um, head honcho on uh, from QSI at some point. Who's the uh, head honcho? I mean, uh, uh, head, uh, headmaster now at your school is Mr. Cliff Guys uh, Page. Cliff Guys yeah, Page. Cliff, uh, yeah, I'm well, not saying that correct. Well, I'm, sure, yeah. oh, I'm sure you are, Neil. Yeah. Okay. Well, in poetic fashion, um, tell me where's your favourite place in China that you'd recommend someone to go. Ooh, now you're catching me on that one. As I, uh, I have to say, maybe Xi'an. Oh, nice. Xi'an, mm. where the yeah. terracotta are. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. My, my visit to Xi'an was actually when I worked at Yonghong Kindergarten, yeah. a great little place that we know of as well. And then, uh, yeah. you know, basically, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed some of the, the, you know, the wall there, the historical part, riding around the wall and seeing the drum tower there, and then, of course, the warriors were like, wow, that's yeah, pretty it's amazing. I took my mum and dad there. Yeah. Really, and Xi'an was just a really nice city, actually, and I found that people place. really, yeah. really friendly, really nice. 
Yeah. And I kind of, I like what they did there in terms of, you know, here we are, plugging Xi'an, you know, the Xi'an tourist board listing, right? Well, we, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, there's that modern section which has got the things that sort of Westerners do go for, even though they're abroad, you know, but they built it in modern buildings that are traditional style. They did it all that dark brown wood and those kind of roofs and that thing. It looked really cool. Big <laughs> wide areas of that. So it wasn't just, I mean, here in Zhuhai, it's nice, but everything is modern, modern. Yeah. When they build it. There's no traditional look to a lot of it, apart from that Yong Hong school that's over here. Yeah. They did that in that style, that, that middle store, and that's really nice. Okay, so Xi'an, I've mm. actually not been up there, so um, I have to take a trip at some point on um, China Jedi expenses. Okay, hopefully. you looked at your invisible watch then. <laughs> I need to take a trip up there, I've got time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Um, right. Okay, it's time for, as always, listeners, Sunday morning question of the week. Sunday morning. Sunday morning question of the week then is none other than this. Are you afraid of flying in aeroplanes? If so, why? Are you afraid of flying in aeroplanes? And if so, why? Start with our special guest. Rather random question of the week this, but why not? We're all on planes these days, aren't we? Okay. All right. And yeah, I'll be bold as brass and just put it out there. Yes, pretty much. I've suffered from being terrified of flying for my whole life. There you go. Oh, Christ. How can you be bold and brass and put it out there when because you're Because I'm just saying it. in respect <laughs> to admitting it, but saying on yes. top of that, that I always conquer it and just fly. Because you have yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not one of those that um, can't get on the plane, you're holding yeah, the door. And, then... like <laughs> and it's pretty much illogical. It's like, I don't know what caused it, but you know, going back in years, I always remember the fact that when my very first flight I ever took was going to Rome. Yeah. And uh, I was only... 13 at the time and this was shortly about a year after we had that big hurricane in the UK okay um, and there was some pretty strong winds the next winter again from storms of like 80-90 miles an hour winds and we flew back into one of those and oh in the plane forget, yeah, in yeah, the plane okay. I'll never forget landing back in England I had some guys that had already flown with their families and some you know, older children that were 15-16 and they're used to flying throwing up in the bags and people really panicking yeah so that hit really because it was yeah. blowing around everywhere and we literally as we come into land swung over to the right and bounced on the wheels yeah. oh. I was utterly terrified obviously at that time I was like that's my first flight and that's what it's like you know, you've got to be kidding mm. but then you say to yourself you know when you, when you look at it what are the odds comes in well less than so you're a cyclist it's, yeah, there's more chance of you going over on a, yeah. on, a, yeah. on a bicycle I mean but Neil you said it there and I think a lot of listeners listening will have the same kind of story and um, it's completely illogical. It doesn't make any sense when you look at the statistics. Um, there is an idea, because I, I don't like flying. I've been on a lot of planes since I was a kid. I didn't have a bad experience as a kid. I never thought about it. I used to love going on planes, yeah. watching movies and stuff like that. Um, but yours, for sure, seems to be that first experience. Um, that's really, I mean, that's the first thing you said. So I'd imagine that's the scar, as they say. There, um, there is that. And there is the idea as well that I think um, my personality, and something that makes me sound like a bit of a nutcase here, but, you know, on a plane, you don't have control. And that, bothers, that, 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 that does go to the I ride my bicycle down a hill very quickly and I then charge around town in what I do, but I'm in yeah. control. You don't know who's in you control know. of an aeroplane, do you, really? You yeah, hear the voice. But again, same when you're cycling, like you don't have control of the other people driving that are coming towards yeah. you. Anything can you, happen. You don't, yeah. but you can... And we'll get on to my, uh, you know, bad thing of the way that Jedi. So I think about that lady over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't, but you can judge. Yeah. And you can make moves. Yeah, yeah. And I'll talk about that later. But that allow you to kind of get around some of that. If you're on the plane, I've always got that feeling of like, 
man, if something goes wrong, you can't do anything about it. You can't do jack. You, you're yeah. sitting there, and you, you know, and that's going to make people panic even more, isn't it? You just got to accept the fact that, like, all right, okay, here we go. Yeah, and that's a random, quite nasty thought, but you know. So, uh, researchers telling me to ask you: So, are you a control freak? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good I question. Saying it's a very good question, but luckily no. Luckily no. Yeah. Okay, marvelous. So um, I actually think uh, you know I love flying when you when you get up there yeah. and you're going along and it's peaceful and you look out and you see yeah. the horizon. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, nice. Mm. And what I always find when I when they bring out the the food, the turbulence comes like yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. When the food comes out, it's like, and, I, and then I lose my appetite. You know, I don't. You know, I feel like oh yeah. my god, it could crash. But I think, personally, my, I feel I was—I died on an aeroplane in a, in a past life. That's what I feel, because I've had no real... Well, we had a bad experience. You and I was, was going to say, I was yeah. going to say, did you bring this up because of no, that? No. Because actually, I, I don't have a problem with flying. I actually quite like it. But there was this one time when we were coming back from the Philippines, and there's just sort of big grey clouds out the windows, and then <laughs> we were going into it, and then the turbulence began, and then it was raining really heavy, yeah. turbulence was coming, and Chris, like, because I'm... I'm Never really worried on a plane, but I was like, oh, oh no, oh, like this. And then Chris says, don't worry, turbulence never brings a plane down. And then there was a massive flash of lightning. And he was like, but lightning came. I was like, oh. I actually thought you were pregnant, to be quite honest, that it was coming out. It's a boy. I tell you, there's something for anyone who doesn't like flying, is go with someone who doesn't like flying more than you do. It actually empowers you. Yeah, to yeah. make you feel that it's not so bad. Yeah. There's, there's, and then, there's a tip. then you can remember that a couple of guys from SYS have flown <laughs> through a storm where lightning was going on, that kind of thing, and then way worse conditions than what you're facing. So it's yeah, exactly. Thing, and they didn't. So. I tell you, I'll end on this because I think that'd be, this would be hitting some hearts with the listeners, yeah, okay? Aeroplane yeah. to South Africa once, we were going from, we stopped over at Dubai, and apparently there, the air. It goes hot and cold very much around that region. Okay. The worst turbulence I've ever had, and I've been on lots of flights, and it was at that point where you're going along and suddenly the plane drops like 20 metres. Oh, yeah. Now, a plane will never fall just out of the sky. It can't do that with the wings, but it just fell. And, it, and then suddenly, of course, everyone was in hysterics, like you were saying, yeah. wine was error, people being sick, mass pandemonium. And then do you know what happened? The flight, the, the pilot came on to the tannoy. South African guy, spoke like this, you know, and he said, basically, everyone, do not worry. We're on an aeroplane. Imagine it's like four-wheel driving over some bumpy land. Aeroplanes can take anything like this. It's absolutely nothing to worry about. Oh. And when he said that, the sick that was in my little <laughs> sick bag wasn't too bad after all, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that, that was it. And if anyone's flying like that, just remember that. It is like four-wheel drive. These things go through all these problems when they're yeah. testing it. Yeah. Um, if you die on an aeroplane... In my opinion, you're meant to. So the chances are so completely out, you know, not possible. Your destiny is your destiny. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to feel it's destiny, and um, we don't know the answers, of course, until we go into maybe what would be called the, um, yeah, you know. Calm down, calm down, until you play an SYS upstairs somewhere. <laughs> yes, okay, so thanks for that, guys. Um, interesting, let's fly on over then, shall we, to the next, uh, next game. It's Guess Who? We've got to remember. Guess Hoodaloodles, then. Um, we have a famous Chinese person that we're going to talk about. I'm going to layer some facts, and you're going to hopefully come up with the answer. 
I always used to lose at Guess Who, the game was, where you flip the things down. Classic game. Great game. How could you lose at Guess Who? That was a brilliant game. Children's game. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's start then, shall we? Let's get straight into this. This person's a Capricorn sheep. Born on December the 28th, 1955, so he's 61, still alive, in Changcheng in Jilin province, in mainland China, into a family of intellectuals. In 1969, that rings a bell, 69. <laughs> he was, he was, oh, Woodstock, he was, uh, he was, he was taken by his father, not to Woodstock, to Inner Mongolia as part of the Down to the Countryside movement. Sounds fun. He completed his middle school education in 1974, went to a countryside farm in the Jilin province to work there. He enrolled at the Department of Chinese Literature of the Jilin University in 1977. In 1982, he graduated with a BA degree in Chinese literature from that university and he was enrolled at the Beijing Normal University the same year and completed his MA in literature. In 84, he started working as a lecturer at his university and he started his doctoral programme in 1986 and shocked many ideological and literary persons with his radical writings. Not a poet, but could be. He received his PhD in literature in 1988 and his thesis was published later as books. Now, this person, Neil Ryan, is a Chinese literary critic, writer, professor and human rights activist who called for political reform and the end of the communist single party rule. He's currently incarcerated as a political prisoner in Jinzhou Lianning. Yeah. So he's still alive. Wow. Still alive, 61. Yeah. But in prison, call that alive? Yeah. Well. Yeah. What's interesting, I just want to go through this the research has given me this snapshot of his career because it's... You know, this is not what the path a normal person would take. Mm. Um, So in 88, as I said, he was invited after his PhD by various European and American universities to visit as a professor. He came back to China from the US to take part in the student protests at the Tiananmen Square on April 27th, 1989. He organised a hunger strike consisting of four people in support of student demands. When the Chinese government cracked down on the students in Tiananmen Square with tanks and killed many demonstrating students, he negotiated with the leaders, the student leaders, and the military commander to allow the rest of the students to leave the square in peace. His efforts at bringing peace saved apparently thousands of lives. Never knew any of this. Interesting Mm -hmm. stuff. Now, he was arrested on June the 5th, 1989, for his involvement in the students' protests and was detained in Qingcheng Prison. Although his free and detention periods, his free and detention periods, he kept on writing and published several books. So he was an avid writer, mm-hmm. yeah, getting his thoughts out, radical or unradical. In May 18th, 1995, he was arrested again. I mean, this just seems to be part of his story for bringing out a petition asking the government for initiating political reforms. And he was sent to a labour camp to serve a sentence of three years of re-education through labour for writing against the government and was released in 1999. And though he continued writing, his internet connections and telephone conversations were tapped by police. He participated in the writing of the manifesto Charter 8, or Charter 08. Two days before the manifesto was released, he was arrested again on December the 8th, 2008, along with another signatory named Zhang Zhuhua. He was kept in solitary confinement and his arrest was approved by the Beijing Procuratorate on June the 23rd, 2009. He was charged, unfortunately, with suspicion of inciting subversion of state power and on December the 1st, 2009, sentenced to 11 years in prison under the Chinese criminal law. He's been in prison since then. 
Any ideas so far? Uh, I've got to say no. no yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Really. Good, good to be honest. There, but uh, yeah. no. Well, this might stifle some, uh, you know, get the, get the juices flowing, as we talked about earlier. Some of his famous quotes. Okay. Free expression is the base of human rights, the root of human nature and the mother of truth. To kill free speech is to insult human rights, to stifle human nature and to suppress truth. You're telling me I was talking deep. Next one. The internet is truly God's gift to the Chinese people. I think it's God's gift to everyone, really, the internet. Mm. To say. Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. You can block it and bring it down, but it keeps coming back. Yeah. Okay, a bit like the sun yet sends. Um, okay, so uh, we're completely and utterly cold at the moment, I aren't we? I think we really are. Perhaps it sounds like someone we should know, but the... Uh... Yeah, I don't think they talk much about it. On our side of the fence, though, they really no. after reading that. So, nah, I, can, I find no. it really hard to get these questions. I can't. Yeah. I really don't know at the moment. Well, okay. And I probably um, won't know after the next set of clues. Listeners, <laughs> you're probably thinking, "My God, why doesn't he know this?" Um, but anyway, let's move on, shall we? On to more lighter things. Dway but dway. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. Dway but dway then. Uh, correct. Uh, not correct. Um, Neil, I'm going to give you an interesting fact, and you're right. going to form an alliance with our co-host Ryan, and right. either say true or false. Hopefully, you'll do a lot better than um, Anthony uh, seems to on this. So here we go. Then, fact of the day: China's air pollution is visible from outer space and is killing an average of 4,000 people a day in China alone. I'll say again: China's air pollution is visible from outer space and is killing an average of 4,000 people a day in China alone. True or false? Discuss that. Mm, visible from space. Like the final frontier. Day figure, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, I mean, that kind of right, makes me feel like I'm not entirely that's... sure you can really say that 4,000 deaths a day but in China may, but due maybe to it, nothing but air pollution. But maybe it means, like, you know, people are older, but they're dying younger, they're having, you know... Due to the effects, due to the effects, effects yeah. of... Um, Seems a lot, so, doesn't it? I think oh, you're right. Yeah, a, a nice big figure. That's, yeah, that's, it is. That's horrendous. But, it is a bigger thing about how many people of, are in China. Yeah. One point something billion, isn't it? One point four billion. Yeah, one point four billion. Four. That's hardly a speckle, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's worried about that. <laughs> um, Visible from space, space as well. I'm a little bit like, uh, yeah. you know, how do you know it's pollution and not weather conditions if you're looking from do, space? Do they go, like, come on. look at that. Oh, look at that cloud, that's Beijing. That's a pollution cloud. That is a brain Well, they can say have, that you can see the Great right. Wall from the moon. Yeah, but that's a myth. That's not true. I don't actually. think they... Yeah. This could be a myth then. That's another thing. They say that and then people... Have, that's one of those famous myths that isn't real. I yeah. want to meet can't them. see the Great Wall. Yeah. I yeah, want to meet them. I want to get them in, Ryan. Who Researchers, write them a letter. Take these pictures from space. Calm down, I'm, Ryan. I'm feeling, I'm feeling false. It's I, probably going to be true, but I'm feeling false. I'm feeling, I'm feeling false. Yep. Great. Mm. That was a quick, I like that. T- teamwork, yeah? yeah. We've yeah. worked together before. Okay, boys, lovely. So, um, China's air pollution is visible from outer space and is killing an average of 4,000 people a day in China alone. True or false? These guys said false. The answer is true. Oh, right. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, here you go. Air pollution <laughs> is killing an average of 4,000 people a day in China, according to researchers That's nice news for who them, cited coal burning as the likely principal cause. Yeah. Chinese pilots, Neil, because we've been talking about um, flying, mm-hmm. haven't we? Mm-hmm. 
will soon be required to learn the use of auto landing technology in order to avoid having to frequently divert landings because of visibility issues. Interestingly enough, in spite of the visibility problems within Earth's atmosphere, the massive cloud of smog can be seen on satellite images taken from space. Unfortunately, visibility problems are shaping up to be the least of their worries. So, there you go. Mm. Yeah, some interesting stuff we learn on China Jedi. Yeah, sure, it's just not a cloud. I can imagine if it's that... <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I reckon they probably would have said that and then they'd have analysed it for a bit more on it. Come up, it wasn't just the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to China Jedi topic time. you got it So very apt, I think, that, you know, we've been talking a little bit about air pollution. Yeah. You say, Neil? Yes. Um, so we've had, a, we've had a question sent in, as we do, from our many listeners. This one's from a Mr. Bendover, who's based in Changsha. In uh, where's Changsha? Oh, Hunan. Yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Bendover asks, why is the sky and air in China so horribly polluted? Why is the sky and air in China so horribly polluted? Now, before we all get our facts and, um, shall we say, our expressions of our beliefs out on this subject, something the researchers gave me here, I'd just like to, you know, just to frame the argument, so to speak, just to put us, give us some perspective here. Well, mm. I think we've probably added to that before we've even started. Here we go. According to the World Bank, a bank the of the world, bank involved, are they? Yeah. Right. Six, 16 of the world's cities with the worst air are in China, yeah. where we live. According to Chinese government sources, about a fifth of urban Chinese breathe heavily polluted air. Many places smell like high sulphur coal and leaded gasoline. Only a third of the 340 Chinese cities that are monitored meet China's own pollution standards. China's smog-filled cities are ringed with heavy industry, metal smelters and coal-fired power plants, all critical to keeping the fast-growing economy going even as they spew tons of carbon, metals, gases and soot into the air. The air pollution and smog in Beijing and Shanghai are sometimes so bad that the airports are shut down because of poor visibility, as we alluded to earlier. The air quality of Beijing, 16 times worse than New York City. Sometimes you can't even see buildings a few blocks away and blue sky is a rare sight. You get those in Zhuhai, listeners. In Shanghai, sometimes you can't see the streets from the fifth floor window. Fresh air tours to the countryside are very popular. Something seriously wrong there. Only 1% of China's 560 million city dwellers breathe air considered safe by the European Union standards, according to a World Bank study. Air pollution is particularly bad in the Rust Belt areas of northeastern China. A study done by the WHO estimated that the amount of airborne suspended particulates in northern China are almost 20 times what WHO considers a safe level. Well... I've painted one side of the picture. Mm, indeed. Now, Neil, mm. you are an avid exerciseist. If we can, oh, is that someone that gets rid of bad spirits? That's an exercise. Ex- 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 yeah. Ex- you're not an exercise. Yeah, I'm not one of them. You're a, you're a, you're an avid exerciseist. There you go. Nice work. Yeah, you like to cycle, but not only that. Since you've got rid of the sunyatsen and put the drum in the <laughs> cupboard, you started to do a lot more running. I do triathlons, yeah. You do triathlons, and of course you did one recently in... In Hong Kong. In yeah. Hong Kong, and brilliant stuff. Mm-hmm. Neil, really... Love absolutely love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. And of course, uh, air pollution we're talking about now is something that a runner has to consider. What is your view, Neil, quickly on what Mr. Bendover said here? <laughs> well, I mean, since being in China, actually, it's so funny. Yeah, you, 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 you're very aware of that. 
you know, news-wise, and every, mm. every foreigner I've met, you know, and they, they come from America, UK, whatever, where you get levels of air quality, like 18 count on PM2.5, you know, really low, regularly throughout the year. And you know you come here and you see a lot of cities like where Nanjing, where my wife is from, is, spends the whole year round being about 150 on average. Um, and anything above 50, uh, the World Health Organization state is basically toxic for humans. Now, Neil, just for the listeners, because right. you're talking in statistics, and I think this is very important we get this right. When you talk about P- PM, what is it? 2.5. PM 2.5. Now, this basically means, I think like particulate microns or something, this means the particular pieces of... Yeah, material. That's 2.5 in size, so very small. Yeah, tiny. And these are seen as being the worst kind because... Well, they're the ones that stay in the lungs. You breathe in and you can't clear it out. And they can go into the bloodstream and cause toxins. So this this is a count. This is a you know benchmark that that they use all over the world, isn't it? Yes. For, for pollution, air pollution. So we call it the PM two point five count. Yeah. Yeah. And you just said that WHO say that around fifty per. I think it's per square meter. They do it. You know, around fifty micro. You know, or units where microns. Are yeah, microns. Like, uh, yeah. Toxic level for humans. And you said one hundred and fifty. Where was that? If you go, that's an engine. They break it And that's actually the trouble is that's actually quite. Usual for Chinese cities, around the 100, 150 is okay. Beijing, recent days, you know, you go back a few weeks, I saw on my app that I'll talk about later, that they had a a day or two where they were off the scale, they were 500. 500. Can we we look at the, I mean, what's, we're in Zhuhai, obviously listeners today, Um, what's the, uh, can can we actually have a quick look now live of of what Beijing is, what Shanghai is, what Guangzhou is and what Zhuhai is, yeah? Yeah, well not, so what's, because I know they do like green, yellow, orange, red, Mm. what's the number got to be for red? If it was already 500 off the scale, is it uh, like 100? I don't think... I think the phone I just shuts down. The 500 is black. black. They're giving it black colour. just literally saying what it is. And it's like it's off the scale. Then uh, This morning I did a nice ride, and that's because you know, I checked on my app that I use, and it was about okay. a count of 20. So you're on an app now on your phone. So what's 20? Zhuhai? Zhuhai uh, now is 26. Okay, so that's lovely. Zhuhai yeah. is 26. Let's go with... Can we go up to Beijing a minute, Neil? Uh, let me... Flick back on that. It's just whirring around. Sorry. Okay. Neil's going to go up to Beijing. Yeah. Um, and of course, normal yeah. places like I mean, Ryan, like back in England, I was asking Neil earlier. They're generally around, you know, not the cities. Again, listen, you've got to remember countryside. We look about eighteen average, twenty. Um, whereas London can can get up to some days hundred apparently. So it's yeah. not just China here at all. No, yeah? we can't yeah. just say it's all that. <coughs> Beijing is stating on here that it's around 84 today. Okay, so, so good day for the Beijingers who's listening to this. Yeah, go out and, um, well, breathe the air. Not too much. Still yeah. over the limit, of course. But yeah. What about Shanghai, Neil? Shanghai's on 40, according to Oh, Shanghai having a good day. Let's go down to Guangzhou. Overall reading. But PM 2.5 in Shanghai, for example, is 19. That's pretty good. That's good, isn't it? Um, good days. Now, I don't think I have Guangzhou put on here, actually, at the moment. Okay, well, there's so something that listeners can do. But Zhuhai, then, yeah. very good. Zhuhai, generally... I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm using an app called Air Matters, but I don't know if that's actually accurate. You know, you've got a lot of apps out there and a lot of websites and stuff. But this one, Zhuhai uh, spends, when I look at it, days and days and days in green. And but you've done a lot of research on this, because I remember writing a blog, put oh, a lot of information you put down on it, Neil. So when you say some apps, you know, drawing data of poppycock, which I'm sure they are, mm. yeah. you've actually looked at them, but you find this one's actually you would say pretty good yeah, yeah this one I, I, I trust this one when you look at the news for example by going on to the here's how you do it which is a bit horrible for the Beijingers but you look at the Beijing level on this app when they're having their terrible days on the <coughs> news and it always yeah. matches up 
there's to be 400, 500, 300, it shows you. And right. it, it's got 500. It's got maps on this one that you can scan through, and it's got all the little stations where they show the different readings, so they had to get the average result. So, who runs this app? Is it a Chinese app? Is it you know what, app I, in the UK? Yeah, I don't know. I just remember. Don't ask clever questions, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> just called Air Matters on and my Android do, phone. And does it just do China, or can you go anywhere? No, it's got. I've got uh, New York on there at 21, mm-hmm. and Paris at five. London at 3.4, for example, so, you know, they're doing London. very well. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, aside from these, you know, technological devices, which are marvellous, I think sometimes you just tell, can't you, Ryan? Yeah. And I remember when we went on one of our tours to Japan, so. um, we stepped off the aeroplane and it, oh. the sky is just tremendous. Crystal yeah. clear. Yeah, crystal blue. clear. Yes. It's you like... breathe and the sun's out and it's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really, like, fresh, crisp, cold kind of like air as well. Yeah, like yeah, back home. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. no. Just you know totally, it, yeah. Totally yeah. different um, And uh, when we came back, um, even to Hong Kong, it's just that smog. Um, actually, today, when we look out the studio, listeners, it's it's that kind yeah. of... You're saying that's not pollution, then, Neil, today. That that's just for us today. Juhai gets a lot of the sea mist and rain. Right? Yeah, because yeah, we're near the sea, yeah. Right in the coastal fogs. But there is some... I mean, I remember um, after being a week back from Japan... My boys started coughing after three to four days. And of course, that could have been coincidence, but it's just a bit... A lot of people tell me this when they come back from being away. Again, it's just the body getting back yeah. into... The other thing yeah. is with that, that, that generally isn't pollution. Where we're living here in Zhuhai is the humidity that does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could it's be true. moisture in the, the air. moisture in the air. You, know, that, you breathe that in, and yet that affects you quite a lot as well. In terms of um, one thing I was thinking... China having this big kind of stereotype, there's a lot of good reasons to this, that, you know, it's very polluted, one of the worst polluted countries in the world, because it's going through mass industrialisation at the moment, yes, urbanisation. Yeah. Um, do you think maybe that's because, so that causes people's to have air problems, the respiratory problems, do you think that could be a contributor to why so many people spit here? I've been told that it is. Coughing up yeah, yeah. Yeah. Told that that's, that's, that's the reason for the habit, in terms of the fact that you cough up what you've got. Yeah. I mean, the only thing... But every foreigner, I don't know if every foreigner would say that, most foreigners would say is, uh, you know, you can do that, yes, clear your throat, but put it in a tissue, put it in the bin. Yeah. yeah. Or put it in a bush out of the way, you know, but yeah. it's people just doing it on the street where you're walking and kids play and all that. Or in an office. A little um, bit bizarre. Yeah, and I mean, also, you don't need to say a song with it, do you, when you're doing it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, that's a podcast for another day, listeners. Um, okay, so, uh, Ryan, what's your take on this? Um, so you with are you with Mr. Dover? Yeah, yeah, and Dover, yeah, yeah. I think he should be very, very scared of thick I mean, pollution. I mean, he'd lose more digits in you for sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I used to, I used to live in Beijing. I lost loads of digits in Beijing if I had And then yeah. there was, you know, I moved. One of the reasons I moved from Beijing was to, you know, because of the pollution, yeah. the constant days of pollution. Oh, Anthony said that as well. Yeah, yeah with, was with, he? In, did he live in Beijing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So people do. You just have um, to move away from it. And like we say, the pollution is not, I mean, it's not, the air quality is not great here every single day, but we do have yeah. a vast majority of days where we have, you know, really good, good yeah. air conditioning. Generally so. Yeah. Now, I've heard, um, of course, in Japan, they all wear their masks, don't they, when, uh, when they're ill, not because mm. of air pollution, but of course, people start wearing a mask now in Beijing. You see those pictures and it looks like Armageddon or something. Yeah. But yes. apparently, and we did some research, they're pretty much useless to PM 2.5, so just go straight through the mask. Well, I, th- I think those masks are just to stop large dust particles yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, like when you're on yeah. a bike and a truck goes past, like all of a sudden, do drunk, so I don't want to... Yeah. It is, uh, I think, 
the the standard mask, yeah, the ones you can probably buy in a sort of chemist and, and they say they can block. They they do say that you need to change it probably a, twice a day or once a day, you know, every time because they won't block as much after a, a bit of use. But uh, the there are masks like I've seen them, which is a bit of a sad thing. But for your athlete, like. What I love to do, there's you running masks. Some masks you can buy, like if you go to them in Beijing, and they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're not cheap. They look like Darth Vader, don't they? Yeah, yeah, kind of two cylinders, like the, the World War Two gas mask. Yeah, the rubber thing right around your face. So, I mean, I'm guaranteed they probably filter the air very well. I tell you what, what, yeah. what a thing to have to wear. It would fetch your personal best, wouldn't it? <laughs> it wouldn't feel great doing your Extra stuff weight. in that. Yeah. No. Have you felt any, you know, doing your marathons and stuff? Because you've done a lot now, triathlons. You've, you've obviously checked the PM 2.5 before you've run. Have you Always felt, do, yeah. Felt, have you had a bad race where it's, you've really felt it, even when you're practising? Or would you even drop out before the competition if it was bad? Yeah. I'd have to say, yes. I mean, I've yeah? checked them, and generally if it was up there, well over 100 something, then I wouldn't want to take part. Mm. I, I kind of, yeah. it's, it's, it's written that there's not much point doing that. The, you know, even when this app it tells you that they don't recommend outdoor sports once it gets to about sixty something. Because okay. once mm. you take on endurance and you're sucking in that amount, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're pulling in a lot Choices of nasty more. stuff that is completely diminishing the mm. idea of doing the exercise in the first place. I remember being yeah. in Beijing and running for a bus, just running for a bus. It was like a little sprint, and my chest burnt after it was, a, and it was a polluted day you know it's just oh, nasty yeah, very nasty well I, and I think also I just something come to my mind we're talking about air pollution right and this is very true all over the world we've got big problems and of course even if it happens in China it's going to affect other parts of the world I mean there's a fact like San Francisco blame all their air pollution on China and uh, I remember being in Japan once one guy said oh well, the, the, sense, the, it? it blows over from Beijing you know all the dust and stuff mm. like this there is something in it though I mean we're all connected we're all one world here mm. um, although physically we seem to look separated um, but of course it affects not just the air it seeps into our water systems our food systems you know it's all completely connected so this isn't China's problem this is all of our problem yeah we've, mm. we've got to find a way a epidemic. yeah a global epidemic um, and I think, you know, well, I, let me pose this question to you. The rise of air pollution, which is staggering, you've given me the fact of 500, 600 in, in Beijing. Yeah. Is this a price of economic success? Um, yes, here in China, I'd say it is. You can't, uh, I've, I've said to people, you have to try and show some understanding to it. I think there's a lot, it's difficult, a lot of Western kind of argument are that, you know, oh, what have they done? It's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. it's disgusting, it's terrible, blah, blah. you can say all that. And it is. But you have to look at why. I mean, China has done 30 years of incredible pace development. Yeah. There's not a country in the world ever, mm -hmm. even now industrial revolutions in the UK and America, they never ever had the rate the of growth that China's had. Uh, and who's helped them to do that? Well, yes, yeah, because yeah, we we've all Chinese well, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But then, okay, that's, that's how it is. But to say then, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, because they used coal and all that like we did. It's like just, we did. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a repeat of what happened to the, in the industrial revolutions in the West, for sure. Um, and on an even greater extent, sadly. Yeah, all right. I hope that China has just got a lot of money now that it can do some of the things it says it will do, invest back into solutions for it and all that. Well, and I, I think, Neil, the word is hope. I think there is hope because, no. I mean, I read something. Levels of the pollutants in the air here now in China are comparable to Japan in the 1970s when air pollution was a major problem there. You know, this is something that's happened before. The sad thing Indeed. is, we say, is when you make a mistake... 
The mistake to make is to make the same mistake again, right? Mm, there is okay. But because we're all separate, oh, but this is the first time we make this mistake. You've already made that mistake, but we're not you, yeah? Yeah. Mm. So it's this tenet, this game, which is never going to help any of us, yeah. um, quite frankly. So I guess we are just a generation that has to, with the in-between, yeah? The in-betweeners, yes. as we sort these problems out with technology, as you said. Mm. Um, at least in China's position, there is that about them. 1970s Japan had some tech, I'm sure, but now you look at what they could probably invest in and try and put projects in, they've got the money for it. It's a much better problem to solve than it was in Industrial Revolution times in the UK, for example, smogs mm. in London. You know, and eventually, I think China can turn away from coal and the older style factories that they were born and bred on in that revolution of their own. They can move on to higher, cleaner... And well, Sobcoal... Let's go nuclear. <laughs> yeah, okay. we're all going to be going around awesome. like Future Army. We're going to have one eye. And he's like, anyway, that's another challenge. We'll worry about that in the future, listeners. Yeah. Um, but okay, here's a good one, uh, Ryan, uh, uh, Neil. So we've talked about China. It's obviously not so good in some places, but there are some places where you can breathe quite nice air, according mm-hmm. to the WHO. Zhuhai being one of them a lot of the time. So. Give me the, uh, do you know the top five cities in China for air quality? Um, um, I'm just going to give you, just if you're thinking of travelling for some good air. I don't know them all, but we're one of them. So you yeah. one of them I'm afraid them. not. You're not in the top five. No, no. that's um, a bit random. I'm, I would say Yangshuo. Yangshuo. Well, okay, yeah. Guilin, number two. Guilin, number two. So near Yangshuo in Guangxi. Yeah. Okay. Um, number one. Come on, you know, yeah. number one. Imagine me on a surfboard. Sanya. Well done, right? Sanya. Yeah. Number one, yeah. Sanya. Yeah, beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, recommend going there. Number three. Up in the mountains. Oh, I was going to say like Zhangjiajie, like that area. Okay. Where no, not like there. The floating mountains. No, up in the mountains, quite arty, near Shangri-La. Uh, Yunnan. Yeah, capital yeah. of Yunnan. Uh, Kunming. Kunming, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's number three. Yeah. Number four, a little bit controversial, Lhasa Tibet. Okay, yeah, Lhasa Tibet, Tibet, number four. Fair enough. And number five, Shaman. Shaman, yeah, absolutely. I was surprised by that. In uh, Fujian, Fujian province. Yeah, yeah yes. no, no, I've heard that's nice. I yeah. really want to visit Xiamen, actually. Yeah, it's a nice place. China's not yeah. all that bad, is it? That's why we're here. It's oh, that intrigues me, though. I mean, you know, I, I looked at records of that one, and it had a, a year that was supposedly as, last year, was as green as, like, Toronto or something. Was that, that on the Zhuhai government website? No, there was, a, there was a big survey, actually, that wasn't Zhuhai government. It was actually a worldwide survey for some of the looking at the cleaner cities in China and Zhuhai came mm. up pretty high got some disparities in fact comparing cities to western cities and it came out okay. very well so. well anyway, anyway it's rougher than smooth um, if, if you're listening now in China don't worry don't pack your bags and get out of here it's not all that bad um, let's talk about some positives then what is the solutions to this this is a worldwide problem China's obviously got an even bigger problem at the moment what can we do yeah. I mean, I think they do. They do have plans to do it. I remember reading things um, a long time ago. I, for instance, in Beijing, I saw them putting up these big. Um, they're like small buildings, maybe five stories high, that absorb all the um, absorb all the you know contaminated. Oh, you don't live in them. I saw, no, don't I, live saw in them. I saw that some guy's invention, wasn't it? You yeah. Just, you just sit them in situations and or, and they kind and of they, they suck in all the. Toxic I mean, trees like, are the perfect suckers. I've seen trees are very good. Experiments on them. Brilliant. Suckers. Yeah, they yeah. really are, and they, they're just able to deal with it. I, I love that. They put themselves forward for, our, mm-hmm. for mankind. Right. You know? But when you're in Beijing, you don't really see... There's like some nice parks, but I remember coming mm. down to the south and thinking, whoa, there's trees on the side of the roads. and around, We're surrounded. Surrounded by trees yeah. here. And in Beijing, you just don't have... I think they do have... It's not just Beijing, it will be other cities as well, but... 
Are you suggesting then people put plants in their house? Yeah, get the trees in. Definitely, yeah. yeah, good. Good, oh, very good. Cool. Um, another one, apparently cleaning smokestacks and exhaust pipes is good. Could be a good business. Would you like me to clean your exhaust pipe? There's a lot of those. Right, right. <clears throat> You're good at cleaning digits, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Okay, laws, laws and regulations, as always. business for you. That's good. Laws and regs, regulations, these yeah. can be tuned, fine-tuned to, to help bring um, things to better levels. Yeah, laws and regs. Um, use of renewable or green energy sources, yeah, that's going to come through big. I'm hoping really in our lifetimes we're going to have a big breakthrough with, with energy mm. um, on this level. Um, it's got to be the way. Uh, raising awareness through campaigns and advocacy, education, education, education. Yeah, and I think, you know, back in the industrial era, 1920s, it was a lot less awareness there, wasn't there? Oh, yes. Yeah. Apparently, individual level prevention methods. Hmm. Nice. So, Neil, well, stop driving your car, take the bike, which you're good at. Mm. Ryan, <laughs> stop <laughs> wasting all those that, plastic yeah. bags. Hey. Yes, if you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, we should be telling our friends, hey, yeah. turn the water off. Yeah. yeah. When in Beijing, you're only like, there's one day a week where you're not allowed to drive your car. They've got a okay. Do that. Yeah. yeah. They like buy the car number plate. It's a good start. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good start. Yeah. Hey, those kind of measures for sure. Only flush the toilet seat after five goes. Okay. Keep the seat down. Yeah. Yeah. It's a possibility. You've got to come up with five ways. goes. I'm just just putting it out there. I know. Right, right, right. Yeah, we, I mean, it we depends can't. what's in the toilet. We, <laughs> we, can't, we can't leave this to them. Mm. We must all take hold, and we must all empower ourselves to do something. Every little helps. Turn off the light when you're I think room. what's good, at least when you look at the school I work in, you know, we're doing a. a well, you live in a your school's in a construction site at the moment, isn't it? It, it is. But then there's a whole green thing inside the school. We've, we've got recycling bins in there. We've got yeah, you know, light, well done. Things on lights, turn them off. You're reminding people. You know, yeah, I think people are aware of it more than educate the kids. Yeah, yeah educate yeah, the kids. Children as well, yeah. Right. Okay. Very nice. I think it's time for Jingle Jangle John Wen. I wanted to make it real simple. Jingle Jangle John Wen. Then uh, could do a bit of a bit of Chinese. Neil, how's your yeah. Chinese um, treating you? Language, shall we say? Okay, okay. How well? Who needs it when you've got a marvellous wife? She does everything for you. Does she even dunk your biscuits? No. Not even your ginger snaps. Take care of that yourself. Okay, well, Ryan, I know normally you do this, but I've got a good one today. So, listen to this. Konshi Wuran Hanyang Jong. Konshi Wuran Hanyang Jong. Or we can change the Konchi for Shui. Shui Wuran Hanyang Jong. Which of course means let's go Konchi Wuran Hanyang Jong. Okay. Konchi Wuran Hanyang Jong. Which of course is something you would say when the air pollution's bad. Yeah. So Konchi, Konchi, first tone and then fourth, meaning air. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the uh, Wuran, which is Wuran, so first tone and third tone, pollution. Mm -hmm. So air pollution. Han, as we know, Han, third tone, very. So we've got air. Pollution, very, and then of course, I love this word, yang jong, second tone, fourth tone, serious, terrible. Yeah. Put that all together, we've got air, pollution, very, terrible. Okay. Yeah? But we can change it, we've got two statements here, get rid of konshi, which of course is air, listeners, and we put water in, which is shui, shui third tone, so we have shui wuran han yang jong, so water pollution, terrible. Or you could even turn it around and if it's very good, say, hen at the you, end and take out Yin Zhong. I like that, yeah. It's yeah, kind of so, like, so. 
In a way, it should be, though, shouldn't it? Yeah. Air pollution, you shouldn't really have to... That's the state of affairs. Oh, the air's right. really good today. Actually, you wouldn't even need to say Uran in that case. You would just say Jintian Kongqi Henhao. Jintian meaning today. Today, Jintian, yeah. Okay, so... Um, I'm learning here. Keep going. <laughs> well, we'll go over that again. We'll say it together. Let's say um, air pollution is very bad. Um, so let's go with that. I'll say first... Kongqi Wuran Han Yangjong. Kongqi Wuran Han Yangjong. Kongqi Wuran... Excellent, marvellous. And we'll do water uh, pollution is very bad today. Shui Wuran Han Yangjong. Shui Wuran Han Yangjong. Shui Wuran Han Yangjong. Yeah, Shui Wuran Han Yangjong. And with that, listeners, I think we're polluting quite a lot here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, with our terrible Chinese. It's time to move on. Let's have a joke. Great joke of John War. Yeah, well, I've got something interesting, not too long today. It's, uh, it's called uh, Real Translations That Didn't Quite Work. Always good to have a little laugh over. So, yeah, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Coke is in the drink. Yeah. The name Coca-Cola in China was first rendered as Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Mm, Coca-Cola. Unfortunately, the Coke company did not discover until after thousands of signs had been printed that the phrase means bite the wax tadpole, or female horse stuffed with wax, depending on the dialect. <laughs> bite the wax tadpole. I mean, no. what a statement that yes. is. Now, course, you go on a t-shirt. In China, they do eat lots of different things. Us in the West would probably say, oh, yeah. but would they really go with um, female horses stuffed with wax? Probably not. Fancy a drink of females horses stuffed with wax. Well, anyway, Coke then researched 40,000 Chinese characters, and found a close phonetic equivalent, kirk or kula, which can be loosely translated as happiness in the mouth. Ah, oh, they did well then. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no, that right. Kirk or kula. Yeah, kirk or kula. Kul, yeah, mouth. Okay. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Um, Pepsi. Do you know if you flip the word Pepsi, it means is dead? Anyway, there's something for you. <laughs> um, that about to do with Japan. Once, so Pepsi did it over there, and it was translated as brings your ancestors back from the dead. And that's what it was in the advert. I was like, yeah, that's not <laughs> a good what? one to put out there. You'd buy that, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's well, what Well, maybe, maybe some of your ancestors you wouldn't buy that for. No, drink Pepsi. They changed that. Brings yeah. your ancestors back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not what it means. Oh, it is. In Taiwan, the translation oh, of the Taiwan, Pepsi slogan, come alive with the Pepsi generation, came out as Pepsi will bring your ancestors back from the dead. <laughs> Great. Oh, oh that's my brilliant. God. I, I guess reckon, they. I reckon there must have been some strange people who then went to markets like, yeah. it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Work. So it's like when we see bad translations around here, like even the big companies, you know, in the West oh, can do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's so many. Yeah. Well, this is exactly it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, even the big, big companies like Pepsi and Coke seem to mess it up. But that's false advertising, isn't it? That for Pepsi shouldn't be doing that. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. That's very false yeah. advertising. Okay, and KFC. Well, they were in on this as well. First fast food joint, of course, Western fast food joint to hit China many years yeah. ago, even before McDonald's. Also in Chinese, the Kentucky Fried Chicken slogan, finger licking good, came out as eat your fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yes, they don't eat chicken fingers. Do, well, they do, I don't Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. Chicken feet. Chicken feet. Chicken. Are chicken fingers, aren't they? Well, I guess so. More or less. I think, we better, I think we better move on to um, Jedi Sith of the Week. Oh, we chat way shin, we chat way we chat me. Jedi Sip of the Week then. Let's start with our guest, Ryan. Okay. Um, let's go That's with uh, let's go Jedi-ish first. Give us some some good stuff. 
Who's your Jedi of the week, Neil? You said it was like person, place, or something like that. No. Anything so, you want. Um, well, I would basically go with... Uh, There's a bit of promotion on something. You know, the Air Matters app that I talked about earlier. If you haven't got that, get it. I think it's... Out of all the apps and things I've seen, you know, I'd recommend use it. Use it a lot, don't you? Use it daily? Yeah, yeah daily. And, uh, not, I look at it, not, not, not daily, I suppose. But yeah, for every spring, every time minutes. I do this sport <laughs> and everything, you know, it's like I always check it. And it seems to be accurate. And, you know, I think it's, it's a good one to go with. People are probably it. saying... You, people probably listening to this go, do you really think it is accurate? Or someone just yeah. there, little Chinese man, yeah. typing a number in. Well, anyway, uh, but Air Matters, as you said, you're taking a look. So Air Matters, A-I-R Matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, download uh, that. that's Great. the thing I use every week. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Jedi me up, right? Oh, me? You want me yeah. Up? My Jedi. Um, probably my Jedi of the week is probably going to be our new sound men for our new Magic Island Festival. We had to <coughs> meet them yesterday. James. Um, James and Jim. Yeah, he's James, the big one. Yeah. Nice haircut. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they filled me with confidence yesterday. So They filled us up, didn't they? Yeah, nice. and they filled us up with beer as well. Yeah, with some uh, local brew from yeah. Guangzhou. Okay. Yeah, so. they really did fill us up, didn't they? Yeah, yeah thanks, James. Uh, looking <laughs> forward to that. We'll talk about that in a bit, I think. Um, okay, mine is... Oh, gosh. Get the, get the napkins out, listeners. Mine's going to be ice. As in, not ice, the frozen water stuff, but yeah. your esteemed um, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think she's been doing a marvellous um, job. Very... With us at the moment. Yeah. Number one, she's managed to talk me into getting a cat, <laughs> which is being delivered next week. Wow. Um, okay. So thanks for that, Ice. Um, yeah, that's going to add another dimension to our household. Poor little <laughs> thing. And um, Jasper likes to run after it and God knows what else he wants right, to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, um, and of course she's been a great job working with us for the Magic Island Music Festival, which is coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. she's been really helping us with um, the challenges that we face Always when we do such a large-scale event here. Okay, great. So that's uh, my Jedi Ice. Thank you very much. Um, Neil. Sif. Who's just Sif of the week? Well, I mean, you know, I have to give it to the taxi driver this morning. Oh, <laughs> taxi driver's driven yeah. so much. Yeah, right. yeah, they, well, I mean, you know, I, I fathom... I, I do understand. I've been driving here for three years now, and you you go through the phase where you're like, oh, it's a nightmare. And then you go through the phase where you're like, you know what, you've got to accept that they haven't been driving very long. It seemed mad to someone recently that I said, yeah, I've been driving for 25 years. And they're like, for what? You know, the Chinese yeah. don't get that. No, no, we had, yeah, we had a pod on this, oh, yeah. Right. That's yeah, very, okay. yeah, no one drives but, um, You know, so I understand you're not aware of certain things and, and you're getting used to it all and that kind of thing, and it shows in driving here. Mm. But you can't be the kind of person, people, if you are going to pass a cyclist in time trial position, flying along at good speed, that you just, as this cab driver did, go right round them and immediately pull in just to pick someone up. Oh, you know, so we okay? I actually slammed the brakes this morning, Ooh. sliding around, and just got round him. You know, luckily didn't clip because you—that's what I said. You have awareness, and you—I yeah. could judge you're going to do it. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I do wish I had more Chinese, uh, but I gave him a real mouthful. We, we've, been, we've been in Neil's car. We went yeah. giving some mouthfuls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So you know, and I've got even, a, we've even chased after people with you. I, in the can, car. I can at least <laughs> say to him, like, you know, ni, ni mao can. You know, you yeah. can't yeah. see. Like, you can't look. And he. Huh? Rather than be like, humble and nice about it, he just shouts back at me like I'm in the wrong room thing. And I was like, oh, get, all right, off you go. We had a yeah. bit of a shouting bit and off I went. What I was stunned to find was after I looped around and got back up the road and turned out to go somewhere else, then I get this car behind me. <laughs> he's come round that way and then just chased me down. Oh, and he's the same with guy. A, the same guy flying out behind me and then weaving and everything. And with then he comes customer. and shouts at me more with customers in the cab. 
So I gave him another mouthful of like, you know, you really are beyond belief how ignorant you are, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's... Okay, he's just sick. I mean, that's that's fair enough. I wonder if he'll lie back tonight after a can of Qingdao and a smoke of a Chinese cigarette and go... I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I could do a bit of change there. Anyway, um, Ryan, add to the Sithishness... My Sithness, this is going to affect you as well, actually, my Sith. Me? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, Oh, boy. My Sith of the Week is working on Saturdays to cover up for holidays. I can't go to Shenzhen next week to pick up the cats because I've got to work. Oh, so my ooh, Sith of the Week breaking news on. Oh, is that is breaking it. So yeah. I'm hoping my Jedi of the Week, Ice, can still go. No, shit. we're going to go on the 1st of June. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that works. So then we can what, all go together, can't it's we? It's on the on a Wednesday, yeah, I think. Oh, on a Wednesday. Oh, it's, in, it's a day. It's on the, on a day. Okay, well, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that, and I'm sure the listeners don't really care about anything. Thanks for that, Ryan. No, okay, right. great. Well, I've got a cup of tea at that point. My, my Sif... Yeah, ginger snap, Neil? <laughs> uh, my, my Sif of the week is... Oh, above the office. There's been... Uh, he's obviously spending a load... He's got a double duplex apartment on the top of this building, and he's been doing major building work. The lift, as you've seen, probably has got... Um, uh, you know, tarpaulin, tarpaulin yeah. obviously, you know something's happening. Basis. I'm telling you, it's proper like pneumatic drills, and of course it comes through um, to the office, and it's terrible. Like every day, I have to go outside to yeah. to get some form of balance back. Um, and I asked the guy when it's going to finish. He said seven days, Chitian, May twenty. After fourteen days, it's still going on. I went and spoke to the office. Oh no, it's a month. I thought you said seven days. No, 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 no. And I said a month. And there you go. So we've got probably another two weeks of this. Luckily, they don't do weekend work. Um, okay. So it keeps it up. But yeah, again. Okay, well, wait and see, mate. Listeners. Listeners know. <laughs> yeah. You can't go anywhere in China without some form of construction noise. Yeah. Eh? So there you go. Air pollution, construction noise equals great life. Okay, marvellous. Let's move on then from Jedi the Sith. Hey, CJ plug time. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you. Plug time then. Um, let's plug away. You've obviously you've plugged your wife um, enough on today's podcast. I've done that. So, yeah, we're happy to say we've got the MIMP 3 Magic Island Music Festival number 3 coming up on the yes. 17th of June and to the 18th of June. And of course, this so. pod will go out and there'll still be time. Yeah. Um, to get tickets. Absolutely. What's yeah. the uh, what is the Magic Island Music Festival? Basically, where is it and what is it? It's on Georgia Island, just ten minutes boat ride away from the port in Georgia Gung, which is where you know if you come to Zhuhai from Shenzhen on the boat or from uh, yeah. uh, Hong Kong, yeah, it's the big port. It's the yeah, it's the main port we have here in in Zhuhai. Um, yeah, and it's really simple to get to. Just ten minutes, you can see the island from the uh, from the port. So. You can yeah. even stand on the boat, can't you? It's like being in Thailand again. Yeah, it's yeah, on those stand, holiday boats. Stand on the boat on the roof or... Yeah. 
And what goes on at the island, of course, we've basically created a music festival, have a big stage, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we, like, we've, got, we've got rooms, but you know, we want to encourage people to camp. Festival in tents. style. Yeah, festival style. We've, we're going to have live music, we're going to have a great stage. It's gonna 12 go hours of live music. Day. It's going to go on through the night. Chinese bands, um, international bands, exactly. Sun Sens are playing, not that yeah, that's yeah. going to make you want to buy a ticket. <laughs> DJs. <laughs> DJs, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a lovely beat. I've swam in it, you know, as far yeah. as it goes. Hasn't, it's not completely polluted. But, yeah, we've got a very nice island, yeah, so nice. close to you know the mainland here and you know we want to encourage more people to go over there and spend the day on there and yeah yeah have a great time so um website for that www.dowproductions dowproductions.com and that's our group we formed that makes these festivals and then i think in terms of ordering tickets it's a lot easier this time isn't it from our last two a lot easier we've just we've created a a one-page where you can just go straight on and buy the ticket. So on no, WeChat, you can use Alipay, you can use Union Card. Yeah, you can use any method you want. You know, if you want to pay, there's options on there to pay. So yeah, so tap us up on uh, WeChat. We'll get that. You go to Dow Productions website. The WeChat um, yeah. code will be on there. Or if you know a friend of a friend who knows us, then uh, we can help you yeah, out on on. WeChat. So Magic Island Music Festival number three. Thank you, Ooh. Ryan. That's a good plug. Yeah, looking forward to that. I, I can't help but do this. I've got to jump in and ask if it's out on the coastal Magic Island that the ditch was lost. Uh, no, 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 no. That's that another place. I'm going to put it to the listeners out there now, man. If anyone is a tech expert. How about this, man? You've got Apple can do find your phone. Yeah. Why don't we do find your ditch? You're like their only customer. <laughs> like a little chip in it or something, yeah. yeah. Like a little chip in it, and then the chocolate would be hard for the man because he's on find your ditch. And you see, this, you see this little thing drifting out past Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no! Driftwood. <laughs> yeah. It would be amazing if we were at the Magic Eye Music Festival and suddenly it drifted up onto the shore. Oh, yeah. That would be the so The return of the ditch. Thinking about it. Don't bother, because... If he's got a phone, he probably looks that as well. Yeah. So like, you'd like, have to get a friend to do find your phone first. <laughs> find your digit. That, I can, I can oh, see that happening. You, you are quite <laughs> useless. Of course, I remember that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, well Yeah, thank you, Neil. Uh, I remember that time we got some money for an event in, uh, we did up uh, in... Uh, well, it's fake money. <laughs> we never get paid for this. And, and Neil said, oh, Ryan... No, I, you, I'll keep the money because, you know, we, we all get a bit worried, don't we, Ryan? He does lose things. And um, so, of course, <laughs> Ryan gave Neil the, the envelope. And then, of course, what happened to you, Neil? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neil then went and lost it, listeners, which I, is I will never funny. forget his face. Uh, I was in the well, actually, some fellow band members <laughs> took it away. <laughs> right, then it was just a question oh, of, like, I should have just known. <laughs> yeah. I just remember your face going... Wow. Like hitting your pockets, and then you looked at me like, yeah. and I was like, "What's up, Neil?" <laughs> <laughs> so, where's the money? The money. <laughs> okay, you got Very me good. good. Definitely, you got me good. Okay, well, look, plugging aside, we're gonna not plug your plug because you've already plugged Air, air no, Matters, which was really nice. A quick, nice plug I've got for the local community. <laughs> you are so nice. You plug away. Um, young Mix Mall, man. Actually, Young Mix Mall. What's that? I beg your pardon. Young Mix Shopping Centre. That's <coughs> the shopping mall. It's over the other side of town, next to Justco. Okay. And Aeon's is. Okay. And I'll say this is the thing that you, you in China you hear so many stories from everyone about the, the, the way people drive, the customer service, da, 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 which sometimes is needing to catch up with what we're used to. But lo and behold, you know, gone to Young Mix Mall. I was part of uh, the membership for Cool Fly, which is a trampoline place there, and there was a classic kind of thing you get here that you wouldn't get back home. Where I took my lovely daughter there recently, and then yeah. cool flies just gone. The entire trampoline pond all just ripped out and gone. And we paid for a ten, you know, oh, you'll get that. And gone three. 
And I'm like, right, okay, now you, so me, you would have said, you would have said, get that back. You know, oh, yeah, fat chance. But we had a chat to customer service with the help of somebody in there and thing, and uh, sure enough, got very helpful result out of it. Two girls took us downstairs, okay. a new apartment, first floor, fourth floor, got new cards yesterday, all like five times in and recovered it. No mm. argument. I was like, now that's actually another Jedi. not what I've been used to. So they give you your money back, but you, they, they show no, they, they swap cards to different playgrounds and say, okay. yeah, you can Where's this that. place, Neil, quickly? Young in... Mix Mall next to Just Cozy. Or something. Gao in, in Shanzhou. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, up yeah. in, uh, in uh, uh, Old Shanzhou by Yelly Dow. Good customer service. Oh, in that massive new building that's yeah. adjoined. Okay. Good yeah. customer service, which is nice. Okay, that's good. Thank you, Neil. For plugging that. My uh, plug, I don't know if it's really a plug, but just to say um, to listeners out there who have been contacting um, the China Jedi platform and our researchers, they'd like to apologise if they haven't um, got back to you yet. We have just been, I was about to say unfortunately, but I think fortunately, inundated with requests. Or inundated. Inundated. Yeah. Inundated? <laughs> um, we've just been polluted, basically, with lots of requests, That's things, right. people wanting to come on as special guests, things like that. And apparently we haven't been able to reply to all of you yet. So don't think it isn't because we want to. We will get round to it when the pollution is under level 50. Okay, marvellous. Well, um, time to get into Guess Who. We're really, uh, apparently I've been told we're going on a bit with this podcast. So <laughs> let's get into Guess Who. We've got to remember. Back again then. Um, this famous Chinese person. I'm guessing you need an extra clue, right? I think even when you give me the name, I might yeah. be like, all right, who's that? Okay, um, well, we've also been doing uh, phone a friend kind of thing, but have we been told that the podcasts are getting over that hour point and apparently people don't like to listen to us for over an hour? I thought <laughs> it would have been about a minute, yeah. uh, not an hour. So the phone a friend, I'm afraid, listeners, is being cut off. We're now going back to extra clue time. If you do want it back, please um, email us and I'm sure you'll get no reply. Um, but at some point, you will. Um, yeah, so guess who then? Extra clue. During his fourth prison term, four times. Mm. This guy, a bit of a naughty one, isn't he? He was awarded the 2010 Nobel Peace Prize for his long and non-violent struggle for fundamental human rights in China. He's the first Chinese citizen to be awarded a Nobel Prize of any kind while residing in China and is the third person to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize while in prison or detention after Germany's Karl von Ossietzky in 1935 and Burma's Aung San Suu Kyi in 1991. He's also the second person, the first being Ossietzky, to be denied the right to have a representative collect the Nobel Prize for him. Yeah, that's a massive yeah. clue there. So he's, he got a Nobel Prize when he was in prison. <clears throat> yeah, that is a massive clue. It's going to yeah. sound like the old, like, oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But, uh, but I, I can't. I can't I, think. I can't okay. name me. Good. I think I wouldn't have actually if I was in your seats. Yeah. Um, of course, I know now. Okay, so the special guest, not the special guest, <laughs> it's not possible, he's in prison. Um, the the, uh, the uh, famous person for Guess Who listeners this week is none other than Liu Xiaobo. Liu Xiaobo. Liu Xiaobo. Yeah, mm. Liu Xiaobo. A very interesting story, however that may end up being. Someone with something to say. Um, yes, mm. Mm. indeed. Okay, well, we've got a little bit of fun to have we in this final part of the pod normally we yeah we introduced the last emperor song original music well the last emperor song today is going to be none other than the old sun yat sends in the studio neil's going to play the remo drum ryan's on the high monica i'm going to pick up my old japanese guitar <coughs> have a cough cool the air pollution yeah. must be bad today don't, don't break oh. the skin on your drum neil 
<laughs> yeah, no, no breaking yes, the skin we're, we're and no blowing the wood too hard, Ryan. I'm going to move over. Oh, I'm not blowing any wood. No, of course not. Nice. No, you're blowing a piece of metal today. So this song, um, I haven't played it for so long. Uh, Do we remember it? Yeah, it's called... That's it, Remember. Do you remember what it was about, Neil? Oh, uh, Remember the Day. It's, it's about remembering. Um, that's why it's called Remember. So here you go, Remember by the old Sun Yat-sen's Acoustic Live. This is China Jedi, people. We got to remember, remember, remember. 
So switch off the TV Put down your iPods Tune into the silence Some may call it God No man watch your masses No man who for listening to the China Jedi podcast shining humor love and light on Chinese life may the smile be with you Psst.